0: His name is Heston Blumenthal, our captain, as we take a journey to the centre of food on a mission to discover more about our special relationship with cooking and eating. My name's Jay Taylor, I'll be your first mate and host on this trip, along with our fat duck navigator and fact finder, James Winter. And on today's episode, we are handing the controls of our miniature submarine over to you as we delve into all your questions and ideas in our mailbag. So where we go... Nobody knows. So, without further ado, let's meet the man with enough Michelin stars to start his own little galaxy, Heston Blumenthal. Hello, sir.
1: The more you evolve your introductions, <laughs> the harder it is to respond. I might just go, uh.
0: All right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, guys.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I can't riff like uh, Jay does, but I will try. I'll try.
0: And hello, James. How are you doing, sir? All aboard? Very good. Yeah,
2: all ab- all, all good here. Let all cat in Skywalk. dry, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, all aboard the Skylark, whatever it used to say.
1: James, James, that's so English. London is wet and dry. I know. The weather. Wet and why, dry, why, is what like I said. Why, wet and dry. Why, <laughs> why do us Brits talk about the weather so much? Maybe it's because it rains so Without the rain, you can't appreciate the sunshine
0: wonder because it doesn't as an adult i'm very acutely aware when we speak to anyone now it takes about 30 seconds before we start talking about the rain or just the weather in general it's an incredible <clears throat> thing isn't but it? the only
1: thing it's delayed a bit now because i'll say how are you which i i, I find a, a bizarre question not bizarre but it's not bizarre there's nothing bizarre about how are you however it's such a massive question to ask it's probably easier i love questions but the nature of questions are so different so if you say for me it's easy to say you're okay then you, you can okay? just say yes or no how are you <laughs> my, it's like my grandma would say well you know oh, well the christmas trees aren't the same this year as they were last year and i've got a bit of rheumatoid arthritis on my left there how you know, are you in yourself <clears throat>
2: it's when you start getting yeah. then cousin son so rang me the other week and ooh, they've got a lot of trouble going on at home yeah. Bunions. Uh, oh, and I, suddenly, I'm a, it's not just how you are it's how everyone
1: yeah i am okay but have you heard about the hamsters and the rabbits <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so just say you're okay and, you're and, and okay? also now when people say in um, the beginning of emails um I hope this email finds you well, particularly under the current circumstances. <laughs> how terrible are they? But just, you know, where every human being is on their own hero's journey, we're all on our own narrative. If we could just get rid of that, and this is sometimes why swear words actually might work quite well. But is that how we're going to start you, now, is it? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. But, but politically correct we are human beings, and there are times in our lives when we need to be politically correct. Yes, of course, of course there are. We have to go go to school and go to work with others, but there's times where we just we want we want to let go, and it's okay to think. What is a bad thought? What is a thought that's sort of yeah? You know, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. We're human beings. All We're right, like let's animals. redo the intro. We-
0: let's re- let's redo the intro. Okay, so we just done the intro, and then I'm gonna be like. All right, Heston you okay? dickhead? yeah go yeah go <laughs> <laughs> I want that to is. use I want Episode to use a word this is the most, complete of this the, most, right? the yep. most
1: obscene <laughs> s- swear word in the English language that happens also to me the mo- the, the most empathetic word <laughs> yeah. at the same time and is the origin of swear words, but I'm not going to use it. Admirable
0: self-control on a broadcast um, that was very How about
1: how about this How about how about this Jay? right all right, right. <laughs> all right all right from now on we'll always start our podcast with james james,
0: right. james james yeah all right yeah all yeah. right, right. 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 Cool. okay well, you Next. can't see at home as well as heston and all three of us are doing the head move that has to go with all right which is when you sort of Absolutely. flick your head up right all right all right right, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> talk about all right you've just been there's a link here brace yourself um you've just been to madrid on holiday how the hell was that
1: all right well it was it was a, uh, all right <laughs> it was a, it was a working holiday so one of my closest friends who i for me is is one of the most legendary um, general managers of all hotels i've ever met he's he's incredible greg has uh, they just uh reopened this is sounding so everyone listening there are some third world problems when you become a famous chef and there also comes with it some benefits so i got invited to madrid for a week to for the for the opening of the new mandarin it was two weeks ago in the the ritz in madrid incredible hotel gave me a room and um, um greg is a rare hotel manager because he's human He's human. He embraces. No, he's not. He's not a robot. He's not a robot. So I spent, I spent a week in Madrid. I had three table tennis lessons um, by some Spanish coach. And I know people listening are going to laugh at this. I'm obsessive with table tennis. But it, it when you get pushed with somebody firing balls at you like a machine gun and calling you a stupid little child <laughs> and telling to bend your knees more. Oh my God, I train, I, I did two hours exercise a day, but I nearly vomited. I'm obsessed with this little ball that you want to punch. And he, he, he genuinely
0: is. I've been in his basement with this, you've, you've got this incredible table tennis firing robot, which fires them like a bloody machine gun at you. And you're actually really good. Once upon a time, I can actually play with you, but now you've got all these fancy spins and proper moves and all this stuff. It's
1: incredible. I, I'd, <clears throat> I'd lost that. I'd lost that. So these three sessions with this guy, Oh, my good God. I was so exhausted. But it spins. It spins. And that spin messes, It's like, imagine chess on steroids, boxing without boxing. Um, there's a reason why it's, table tennis is now considered just about the most, it's the most complex sport in the world to play. It's the most difficult one, apparent, apparently. It's also the most beneficial one for staving off Alzheimer's and dementia. For me, what it does is it gives me an opportunity to beat myself up. I hate, <laughs> my, I hate myself when I play it. That's the to, effect. Oh, my God. Going to a boxing ring, you can punch somebody or get punched. It's easy. But this little white light spinning ball that does something, you put your back to it and it goes, it, goes, it goes left field. It goes 90 degrees from where you want to hit it. And your legs aren't in the right place. Uh, it's, it's an oxymoron. And when you tell people table tennis is a sport, Wow. They laugh at you. They think tennis is a sport. Table tennis is, table tennis is a lot faster, more complex, but it gives me the opportunity to really hate myself.
0: I love the idea that people say, so when did Heston finally descend into pure madness? It was the table tennis what done it. That's what pushed him over the edge. <laughs> <There's, Really? laughs> the, the,
1: yeah. Those drawings on the wall behind me, I've got these drawings of, of like a, a spinning planet, the way a tree grows, uh, a mushroom or jellyfish, all of those movements. I can relate them to table tennis. And I've just ordered for my birthday. Um, I'm not a big spender. I, so I, I buy socks and training gear. And I like to be comfortable in the clothes I wear. I don't care about driving a fast big car. I'm not, I care about my imagination. And I realize how much table tennis, I, I'm, how I'm embracing something I'm obsessed with because I'm actually not very good at it. I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, So my birthday's next week. I've ordered myself a table tennis table. I ordered myself a pair of table tennis shoes. I've got a new bat.
0: Nice. (laughs) You're just going to be out there, (laughs) and I'm going to ping ponging like um, mad.
1: I'm going to get really cross with myself. But I (laughs) realise that that spinning ball is much like our lives. It's much like our lives. There's a lot of of. I won't go into this. Maybe this is a this is a. Let's get people like actually maybe Rupert Sheldrake. Let's get theoretical physicists on the show and ask them about cooking. Because for me, table tennis is that we're on a big giant spinning ball that vibrates. It vibrates all the time. And our emotions are affected by the sun and the moon and all the other stuff. So, Anyway, that's another bigger subject. I think we're on to to
0: the universe will be found on your ping pong table. I I, I
1: had an amazing, uh, amazing, productive working week. I wouldn't say it's a holiday, but it was, it was, it was profound. And uh, my friend Greg, that runs the Mandarin, is. a, a, a shining example of human of a human being and we live in a world of robots
0: so what is it, that, what's it like them. there then what's the, what's this so it's the it's the madrid ritz i mean it sounds like an obvious question but yeah how <clears throat> fancy is it because i've been into filming the ritz in london and it's almost too fancy you don't feel like you can belong there ever what's the one in madrid like is it do you have to be that fancy to stay in line with it
1: spanish version of fanciness is white beautifully architecturally designed a massive atrium you walk in the only thing is you know when we're going to open the restaurants uh, Well, we're opening this week i want to do and i will do an interrupted and uninterrupted menu so you want to go to dinner maybe you don't want to be interrupted you're going to have a a family discussion you're going for a romantic dinner you're at a business meeting you got a mate's you know lads night out whatever it is Maybe in the middle of a conversation, when you're just explaining how you're dealing with your mum dying or how much in love you are with somebody or how much you value somebody's friendship, you don't want somebody to walk through yeah. you, interrupt you and tell you, oh, this madame is a peppered steak with a... You. you want to say, F off and leave me alone. <laughs> then you feel too guilty.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you could have... A, you, you could then decide... Okay, I'm going to book in this restaurant and I want an uninterrupted menu, which means they will pour your glass. You order the wine, they pour your glass of wine, have a taste. Wine's good. Leave the bottle on the table. When they put the plates of food down, okay, they tell you what you're having simply without putting their fingers in your food and pointing at your food and they leave you alone. Yep. And then maybe you might decide this conversation is a bit difficult with my friends or family or I'm loving this restaurant or whatever reason. Please interrupt me. So I'm guessing so they, in the Brits,
0: they inter- interrupted you a bit too much. Is that what you encountered? In Madrid?
1: Yeah. Uh, the restaurant, no, but there were so many staff. It, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, but uh, but and I'm, I have a different perspective to other people because I, my life has been in hospitality. Yeah. So you pull up. And then there's Dorman for the taxis, then there's Dorman for the doors to go inside the 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 the, the 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 sort of um entrance before the entrance and then there's dorman in the entrance before the entrance and then there's dorman after the entrance <laughs> and dorman and, and people before you get to the reception desk. So there's so many people around. It taps into my guilt issues because they all go, Hola. You gotta Have say hello day. to everybody right and I, all right and i think there's five people around me and i've only said hello to two so now i've really guilty well?
0: what's the what is the etiquette on tipping
1: because i've always uh, been it, no in europe it's okay america's bad yeah because i'm not america, sure if i'm supposed to give no, everybody america, money america. no america is terrible in france for example it is legally you don't tip so all the tips are legally built into the menu price in america if you don't tip so if you forget to go to the cash point, it might have changed now. You go to get, go to the, forget to go to the cash point when you've arrived in the states, and you don't give a dollar to somebody that that offers that offers to pick your bag up, they might turn around to you and say you're not paying my wage. Yeah,
0: because they're not getting paid because that's where they make their money, isn't it? By the sound of yeah, thing. but I mean, it's hang on, i so confused. I'm
1: not paying, It's not. I'm not your employee. So it just drives the whole guilt. They come and deliver something. You get room service or. And they come to the table. This is another thing. I'm your table captain. <laughs> captain, my captain. <laughs> what's, a ta- what's a table <laughs> captain? Okay. Are you going to captain. take my table? <laughs> yeah, are you going to take my table? And you're going to drive it to the next restaurant. And that's worth And a then tip. they say, no, that is worth a tip. I have a souffle. I can make a souffle for you. No, you can't. There's chefs in the kitchen making souffles. And then they work, but it's not, I'm not criticising them, but they're working for tips. It's because of our British about. guilt,
0: though, isn't it? Because of our British guilt, it's the ultimate test of that when you have to see people and sort of smile and go, God, should I give you money because I'm British? I am mean, not oh, want to. It's, it's,
1: isn't it a terrible thing that yeah. gets in the way of you enjoying food? And it's the same thing with eating. You know, why should we use our bodies as rubbish bins? Let's say you've eaten, you've got a plate of food, and you've had three mouthfuls, and you think, this is amazing but I've had enough. That's good. I want to stop there. Mm. And then you stop and then someone says, Oh, you're okay. You're not eating your food. Think about all the starving people in Africa. Well then don't give me all that food. Why should we use our bodies as a rubbish bin? Take the food, dry it and put it back in the soil. Give it back to the plants that we're going to feed. Don't use our bodies. This is guilt it is all driven by guilt when you say no no that's enough thank you and then someone always gives you another spoonful eat what? you're not eating <laughs> yeah and normally the people the that effect. say have some more." Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and, God, stop it. and normally the people that say you're not eating are the ones that are actually deflecting <laughs> it from themselves
0: i'm normally the one eating so i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lovely trip. Now, we must crack on there because we have a bulging mailbag here. Everyone out there, thank you so much. We The correspondents have been fantastic. We get so many emails and messages from everyone out there. It's Heston's at hestonspodcast.gmail.com and at hestonspodcast on Instagram. Oh, and thank you everyone for subscribing as well. If you haven't, please do subscribe to the podcast. It means a great deal to us. And also comment in the comment bars on iTunes and things because it helps other people find the podcast but um it means a lot to us all the comments and suggestions and interesting things we've had so we're going to try and get through as many as we can today but as you know from anyone who's been listening before it takes a while doesn't it Heston we're probably not going to get through that many but we'll do our best
1: all for yourself Jay. (laughs) on on that note two things I just made a list I've got my pen and paper here one one, uh, the the response from you guys is magical it makes everything, it's about connection. It is magical. I would not get up in the morning, every morning I look forward to doing these podcasts. And every morning when I look forward to doing these podcasts, it's about human connectivity and sharing this with food. It is magical. There is no right or wrong. Lose fear. Um, and for me, one, another thing, I think that we should take some ideas We've got lists. We'll never run out of ideas to do for podcasts. But what do you guys, what would you guys like to hear as a podcast? And you know what? Because food, smell, sounds, the senses, our, our relationship with this planet, it goes way further than a plate of food in a restaurant. So I would love we could do, and again, I'm, I'm throwing this on, on Jay. Along with the disgusting food, which he still he's still actually shied away from, but then we'll come back to that later. It's coming. Um, it's coming. Uh, yeah. The, the um the podcasts. If you guys want to do random podcasts on anything, riff on anything would be Let us amazing.
0: Drop uh, yeah, so us. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you all. It 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 gives us. Yeah. It gives us our um energy. Yeah, it does. Okay, before, well, let's dive, let's dive in. Can, oh,
2: can, well, and I know I've got, just before you go into the questions, if you don't mind, I've got, I've just got a, it's a kind of question. It's more of just a, an, an email that's come in from someone uh, who's, who's coming into the Fat Duck, actually, on the 19th of May. So we'll have been by the time, hopefully, they, they hear this podcast. This is Patrick Rankin has uh, emailed in through the, through the restaurant address. And he says, I've been avidly listening to the podcast since discovering it a few months back and even proposed one of my childhood bizarre flavour combinations of fresh bread butter, Vegemite, and tomato ketchup. So uh, really, just (laughs) wants to say, that after all these years of everyone telling me it sounds disgusting, very thoroughly enjoying myself, it would be a nice little victory if if one of the lads, I assume that's that's us, can see the merit in it. Nonetheless, looking forward to catching you all in a couple of weeks when I come to the restaurant. So Vegemite and tomato ketchup, bread and butter. Oh, so I like can imagine my, that. That's
1: yeah, the tomato thing, right? My, uh, to my... <laughs> <Jay, you> Dave, <nailed, laughs> you nailed that in about a thousand words less than I was going to do. I've been listening. So, from an evolutionary point of view, uh, <laughs> empathetic resonance is created through vibrational <laughs> energy on uh, glutamic acid and lactates and oxytocin, blah, blah, blah. No, no. It just absolutely <laughs> makes sense to me.
0: That's fine. We'll, we'll put that on our challenging foods day, but I think that's not good. I think that's going to be very... Very pleasant, actually. I think that one turns... That is no-
1: nothing challenging. I'm going to have that tonight.
0: That sounds fantastic. Okay, well, I can't get
1: actually... I, I almost... I think it's almost impossible to buy, I imagine, Vegemite in Provence. <laughs> or even Marmite. But I'll have a look. I want to see you ask for that and the look of pure disgust <laughs> on their face. No. Wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time the French would look to me like that. <laughs>
0: Well that's great. Thank you for getting in touch with that one. And uh, wh- wh- here's an interesting one that caught my attention. It's from Griz Smith, grs.smith it says question. Sorry if late. I've not had the pleasure of eating at one of Heston's restaurants, so I've never had so I've never used the hand soap. Does Heston pay attention to other smells in his restaurant? Soaps, cleaning products used in bathrooms, perfume, deodorants on the staff and things. And I thought this was fascinating because obviously <laughs>
1: So who sent it? So
0: Gruz G R S dot Smith. So Gruz Smith. Okay. okay. Um, which is really especially with our hand sanitized world that we all live in now, it's become acutely aware of all of the. Do you know Smiths.
1: about you know about this, Jay? No. No, go that on. That is Gruz whatever I don't know if you're a, a he or a she or a she or a he, but Gruz <laughs> uh, that thank you for that question. Ten to fifteen years ago I thought about this. I thought, why? Well, I spend so much time thinking about people's relationship with food. So when you put your hand to your mouth, what your hand smells of is going to affect the flavor of the food. And sometimes when you go, I remember going to a Chinese restaurant and they put, um, you know, those uh, hand towels in steamers. Yeah. Sometimes I can smell bleach. Yeah. And it completely, it completely, excuse my French fucks up the food I'm eating next. So I wanted to find work with a perfumier to find something that was food-related that disappeared off your hands. You got the sensation that you were cleaning your hands. It disappeared off you after. Um, That's an amazing question. They disappeared by the time you got to the table. So we worked with Miller Harris uh, and we worked on cucumber. So the soap for the last maybe 15 years now is cucumber based. So while you're washing, while you're washing your hands, you get a, the, you get um, a fragrance of, 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 of a sort of freshness of cucumber. But by the time you get to the table, it's gone.
0: That's clever. Is that because no one... cucumbers got very light sort of smell to it and those volatile um, scents that well, it disappear? There's quickly? Many,
1: many reasons. Um, which we don't have time to go into now but the fact that somebody gurus you asked me this question oh my god it's made my day <laughs> and, that, I, that's theater- and the attempt don't wear perfume why, why? do
0: they I, I seem to remember filming no, the staff they're not allowed no, to wear aftershaves no, and things
1: no, no aftershave or perfume unless imagine you know I had a, one idea of you could put a white glove on and when you put the food down on the table it's got a smell on the white glove because it's oh, linked to clever. the food a bit
0: Michael Jackson but if as well. somebody
1: comes to the table <laughs> <laughs> if if shampoos, <so, laughs> play? It just threw me, through me a curveball there. It um, come to the table with aftershave, and they're presenting a dish with lavender, and the aftershave is, I don't know, whatever. It's sweet, and it's and and it's, it completely detracts you away from the food. So why would? somebody that works in the restaurant want to wear aftershave. I, I can understand why human beings want to wear aftershave, but it completely takes away. So that question was, uh, to me, is a really massive one. And it leads also led me into the, a thought that we, when we did star food, we stopped two things, pasta and garlic. One, uh, if you eat pasta and you're hungry, it's almost like a drug. Yes. So you eat a lot and you have a sugar high, and then a half an hour later, an hour later in service, everyone's walking into the walls. They're just, it's like, they've just gone. And
0: you're hungry again as well.
1: Yeah. And you've lost You want to go to sleep? You want to have a nap? And raw garlic, garlic is just about the worst ingredient any human being can eat, raw ingredient. If you're sick, it's great. It tastes great. But it is possibly the single most inflammatory thing that you can eat. Really? Yeah, it's very bad for you.
0: Goodness uh, me! For,
1: for, it's bad for your gut. Garlic if it's is raw. Not, this is raw. I, cooked is less, but garlic is is. Uh, people don't realise. Well, I actually it have tastes. an intolerance
0: to garlic for that very reason. So I, now you've said it, that makes more sense. I thought it was just me. It's being inflammatory. Weird, I get that no, no, garlic.
1: Exactly, it inflames your belly. It huh. is. It is. Anyone listening can look it up. You'd be surprised. It is just about the worst single ingredient that you could eat, for in terms of inflaming the gut. And when you have a gut inflammation, you get moody, you get frustrated. But oh my God, sure, can it taste nice? Yes, yes. So we we ban we we cut out garlic after-shaving pasta. Maybe there's an (laughs) idea for a new dish.
0: Oh, gross. Thank you for that question. Uh, uh, that was
1: brilliant. I, get, I can see the ad now on the beach, and there's black and white. <laughs> what are those perfume adverts? Black and white. Two women, uh, two women. A woman and a man walking on the beach. Uh, uh, more yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then you've got the black and white, the wind blowing and everything's very moody.
0: Garlic, and pasta, by garlic, garlic and pasta by Heston. Garlic and pasta by Heston. We should definitely get that. That's part of That'd be our new merchandise uh, range. What a,
1: thank, thank you, Gruz. What thank a you, great Gruz. question. But yes.
0: So from from nice smells to poo, there we go, there's a gear change. So uh, Rubber Tan has got, I hope I said that right, Rubber Tan has got in touch and basically said, the water recently mentioned aversion to poop notes. I've heard it remarked that if anything, an aversion to decay and fecal should not be be universal but against evolution, but one can easily find, and this is something you've talked about before in Strawberries, pleasant yeah. barnyard notes in a good uh or mm. cheese yes. and um others i've he says not he but others find desirable are pyrazines of the true marbles Sauv- of sauvignon blancs um the yes. ammon- the yes. ammonias of skates rays and sharks and interestingly yes. he said he got to spend time with the hansa tribe in tanzania who i know you know about who have a wonderful culture of um, sharing antelope, which the bile and fermentation ammonia. breaks down. Yeah, ammonia. and you get a grassy ammonia poo smell from that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah. He strongly... Anyway, he also said he hasn't tried it yet, but apparently there's a bitter bile and stomach contents engr... enjoyed by Northern Thailand Laos in a dish called pinapatane So uh, he said I, nothing I've, I've... off the table yes. for us humans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, one hundred percent, and we are attracted. It's a bit like, you know, if you put logic to this, why would you slow down if there's an accident on the other side of the motorway? Why slow down to have a look? We want to go into the darkness. And when it comes to smells, if you think about the smells that are the most powerful ones, are either designed to fear, to create fear, create uh, uh, mating, bonding, or mark territory yeah and even if you look at truffles so when pigs love truffles so we did we cultivate wheat or did we cultivate us think about a flower the flower attracts the bees and the birds to pollinate it the birds think they're going to go and eat something lovely who's winning both yeah both spreading so when the yeah so when the pig eats the truffle that what makes the truffle magical is the bacterial activity inside the truffle. And there's that bacteria inside bacteria. So all of that vibration creates gas and the pigs want to eat the truffles. And then they want to, they'll eat the truffles and they'll, that's my pig noise. And, and you can see around here, you know, in certain times of the year, the wild boar, it's like someone's dug holes in the ground with a, with a small space. I mean, they're, they're, they're really I don't know they're sniffing for whatever they're sniffing for in the soil so they get the truffle they eat the truffle then they they walk off wherever they walk off to and then they'll do have a shit so that's the same as a flower pollinating because the bacteria has attracted the pig to eat the truffle so then go and poo the truffle out in another place and the bacteria then gets spreads its um sows its seeds yeah Um, so these smells that we don't like, we kind of also do, they're fecal and there has been a lot of research done on, you know, rotting flesh and, and human poo, but why do, do, I'm going to say men because I don't want women to to go mad and say this, but it might be the same with women. When we break wind,
0: I know where you're going with this
1: (laughs) in the, in the bed <laughs> and we waft the duvet. We all, we all do it. We, we either want to admit it or not. And I, Mark Thomas, who's a, who's a, who's a, a friend of mine that James knows, is probably one of the most uh, groundbreaking, eminent, evolutionary uh, geneticists on this planet. He did the whole lactose intolerance thing, and I spoke to him about this. And he said that the reason we do this is that because when we break wind, you know, we smell guns in through our nose. It goes in, 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 through our nostrils and out through our backside. So, it was done as a sort of, "I'm going to check my health," but we're not aware of doing it. And then there's moments we go, "Oh, I think I might have pushed that one too far." <laughs> but so, <laughs> too much of a health check is
0: that. I've heard but, we, when you shake hands. Someone, I was reading something the other day about when you shake hands with someone, apparently they've done studies, and you were... Remember those days of shaking hands way back in the day before, you know... Oh, before you
1: got, the funny elbow. <laughs> for what's elbow the, That's another subject. What on earth is that all about? <laughs> Why would you elbow somebody in your life? But apparently Just when you shake
0: hands, within the ne- within yeah. the next... Five to 10 minutes, you will put your fingers to your nose, apparently. And, and they've done studies sniff. on this and you'll give it a sniff, which is kind of yeah. gross when you think, but and it's mm. to smell, to smell the other person, it's utterly subconscious, but apparently we all do it, yeah. which is... You a and, thing, we, isn't
1: yeah, when we did the, the the Heston's Recipe for Love, the Valentine's show with uh, Robin Dunbar, who, who again, he, you know, he's an evolutionary psychologist. Incredible. And they're talking about... Um, they're talking about... Um, pheromones and he was saying, well pheromones are like smells we can't smell so we sniff out our partner from an evolutionary point of view so that we if we have a baby they're not going to be born with a hole in the heart for example um and so we try and find matches with people that ideally their weaknesses are our strengths sometimes we reflect our own weaknesses in the partners that we find and it doesn't quite work that way but he was saying that in a kiss Eye contact and kissing uh, is so intimate and you exchange saliva when you kiss. (laughs) So subconsciously, you are exchanging your proteins that are are formed as a result of your gut activity. And all your hormones and emotions are in your gut. So when you have a kiss, you make subconscious decisions about your connection with that person. Goodness
0: me, that's slightly unromantic view of it, but it's quite interesting. So maybe you should just do a saliva exchange. Here we are. i love have, have a lick of that. You can give me some of that as well. Let's try the, that and see the, if we... Yeah, the,
1: the before touch, the date. Uh, no, but there's... Yeah, there's lots of... interest. Yeah, we could do this live. <laughs> you
0: I don't know how we do we're going to do it on Zoom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, okay, great. Now, now from...
1: So, from- so, so after, after our disgusting food challenge, uh,
0: <laughs> guys
1: if you want to send your saliva in oh
0: no (laughs) no honestly quickly moving on from the smell of poo to bread (laughs) Nailara gets in touch seamlessly seamlessly do you like that it's it's just you can tell how well this is planned and put together that we just leaf around like this Uh, nai says question when you pull a freshly baked loaf out of the oven are we told yeah. that we must let it cook prior to consumption otherwise we would get stomach cake however if you look at focaccia and similar breads they're meant to be consumed hot it just seems very contradictory yeah. so eating yeah. hot bread is it an old wives tale or is there a grain of truth to it so i'd never heard this so you're not supposed to I, lo- eat I love straight the straight grain I
1: love the grain of truth uh, pun <laughs>
0: yeah it's very good yeah. <clears throat> there's a kernel of truth in there uh, so I've not heard this before. So you're not supposed to eat bread fresh out the oven, apparently. Well, that's, just, that's a tale, is it? When it's, have you heard this before?
1: For me, my belief yeah. is that is an old, old wives' tale. What's more important is the bacterial fermentation activity, the type of the flour, the origin of the flour, where's the grain grown, who's grown the grain, um, uh, how, how was it cooked, what's the structure of the water that you cook with it, the fermentation process, all of those things. And it's, it, it's like water, you shouldn't, on one level, uh, it makes sense, drink anything 20 minutes before or after eating food, because water goes straight into your gut within minutes. But food has to go through a breaking down process when it gets into the gut. So if you glug water, wine, Coca-Cola, anything, when you when you're trying to digest food, it's like if you've got some if you've got a mixing bowl with food in it, you throw water chuck water in it, what happens? it goes underneath the food and pulls the food back up again so it interferes with the digestive process hmm. so that definitely has an effect. however, if you are loving what you're drinking and what you're eating, that can override all of those things so um, my advice if you want to eat. Um, baking bread in a really hot oven Um, it might burn you the butter melts on it beautifully Um, try not to burn your throat or your insides but if you love it if you love it if you love anything it will love I'm sounding like I should be a a bad songwriter (laughs) if you love anything that much it will overcome anything else. That's my belief.
0: Yeah.
2: And And I think the warm bread, I was just thinking, I think the the, the warm bread straight from the oven was, was one of those medical ideas from about the 1750s, 1800s, when we had a very different view on 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 how our bodies worked. We didn't know as much, we hadn't got microscopes and technology to understand it. And we used to to to, well doctors certainly believed the sort of medieval principles still of the four humours which for the body was, yeah, was governed by yeah. these blood, phlegm, bile, yellow and black bile, which would affect the way we were. Yeah, so if you, eat, yeah. if you took on food that resembled any of those, your body then produces more of it. So the idea, I think, that warm bread from the oven was moist. So therefore your body would produce a lot of moisture. Therefore you become phlegmatic. You might get a cold or something. But obviously, I, 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 I some the science has, has there is, yeah,
1: Within that, some of that is probably correct or correct. Some of that... You know, you can argue that right. Well, there must have I been
2: think... some sort of visible evidence of that for them to form these ideas. <clears> so there must have been an observable relationship between it, I guess. There must how have been. I, how... I mean,
1: the stuff we're talking about now, and I think on these podcasts, is the fact that if you believe something to be bad, then it will more likely be bad for you. If you believe something to be good and enjoyable and you're feeling fulfilled it will have a completely different effect on the way you consume it. I think and that's so. if, right. I,
2: if I think about myself, I generally would eat an entire loaf straight from me. Generally, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I can <laughs> living exactly
2: I just have to sit down quietly with myself for a good hour.
1: <laughs> Quiet, good yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> have a good I'm chat a good with talk yourself. Talk to myself
0: <laughs> about <laughs> my behavior.
1: But that, hey. I, think, I think patience levels, you know, it's like anything. If we slow, if slow anything down, Sometimes we have no choice. We have to, we have to speed things up and that's also okay. But if we can slow down moments with food, just slow them down and, and just non-judgmentally observe what's happening as we're eating something with our relationship with food, then you, you open up into a magical universe.
0: Especially warm bread. I mean, come on, you don't get much better mm. me moment than that. That's. Um, we oh, have had it. international correspondents. Thanks to everyone out there. I mean, I think a few of these have been international, but this is one specifically from Peter in Amsterdam bless him, he's very polite as well. He starts off with a slight pronunciation correction about when we were mentioning Mr. Van Houten in our conversation about chocolates, I believe. And he said, it's not a correction in our languages because in the Netherlands we pronounce things differently. But he basically says, we pronounce the A in van almost as you pronounce the O in hot. So the Houten part in Houten is like Houten,
1: Houten. It's more like Houten than Houten. Uh Van Houghton. Van, Uten, Van, Van Uten. Uten. Oh, Van it? Van, Uten, Van Uten. It's a lot of Afrikaans, I think. Van, yes. Well, good it's point. close, aren't they? They
0: are, because there's Dutch settlers. And, yeah. And, and the, also,
1: it's good. I, 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 I love that, because I've, I've been saying Van, Van Gogh for years. And actually, is it Van Gogh or Van Gogh? So oh, until yeah. somebody can correct you, it's like, Jay, you have a breadcrumb on your lip. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> Just you, eat a whole you like? Would you like somebody to tell you? I prefer somebody <laughs> to tell me. Yes.
0: Yes, always. I can learn. Van Houten. But he's also gone and said,
1: um, he's talking
0: about rice. In the rice episode that we did a few weeks ago, and he's talking about things that he remembers from his mum. And basically, he talks about, she would cook up some brown rice um, for some things, but then after the meal, she would cook up the leftover rice, whether it was brown or white, with cinnamon, butter, and sugar. And there's apparently a very similar dish, uh, uh, cooked pasta, that her, his granny used to do called, oh God, here we go, Amsterdam profiteries or profiteries. It's basically Dutch for really small pancakes and is considered a treat. Uh, hang
1: on, hang on. Pofferkes. Pofferkes. Oh, yeah, that, it's poffices puffer, or poffices. Oh, that I looks more because, like it. Because Francois had a chef. He was amazing. He was a sous chef at the duck. He's now got two Michelin stars in Holland. It's poffices, I think. And he would make them once a week for the staff. Little pancakes, little ricey pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to say Poffaches. Excuse me. What was the guy's name? Uh,
0: it's Peter. It looks closer to that. Oh. It's P-O-F-F-E-R-T-J-E-S. So yeah, I think you're
1: right. It's Poffaches. It's So Peter, excuse my pronunciation, but it's something like Poffaches because Francois made them and everybody the cue for the Poffaches. Poffaches. <laughs> uh, um, uh, amazing!
0: So I that. oh good there you go Peter because Peter's saying I'm surely not the only one who's ever heard of these so clearly not you're not on your own out there They're, they have made no, it poferges. across the pond to us which is great oh wonderful um, now we are lurching That's towards amazing. the end yeah, of our time they
1: made it across to, to the duck pond <laughs> yes,
0: they made it across, the, across
1: to the duck pond
0: across to the duck pond um,
1: Poff- it's poffages
0: poffages and it's cooking yeah it's cooking up leftover rice isn't it which is sort of puffed rice now give us a little um, we'll do a little <clears throat> throw forward because next week on the podcast we are going to be delving into a bowl of breakfast cereals so there's a little ricey uh, you know i'm sure we'll be doing some snap crackling and popping then so uh, just a little nod forward to that last couple of questions uh kevin dykeman has got in touch from america the man responsible for all our american treats hello kevin uh he was talking hello, about kevin. some of the flavor pairings that we've talked about and he's been meaning to email because he's heard of a casserole out of sweden called oh god here we go again fly grand jacob or flying jacob <laughs> it's it's chicken chili sauce peanuts yeah. italian seasoning yeah. bananas yeah.
1: <laughs> so he says it sounds disgusting but It's makes it good i just watch so when i do my I, I do a couple of hours of exercise a day and i take my bike up in the mountains i do a session in the morning in the evening but i also go on a running machine and it's it, it can be dull so i watch series netflix series so i'm just watching the americans which is about an American family. They're actually KGB, but they've been brought up in, in, in they're the all-American family. And uh, my morning training session, I'd never heard of it before. He was making his daughter a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Oh. And I was, as, I was, as I was running, I was thinking, Oh, I got peanut butter and jam, peanut butter and onion, peanut butter and banana. that's interesting so that's the first time i've heard about peanut butter and banana or peanuts and banana until the same day peanuts and banana with chicken so there you go
0: it's you're destined to try it now
1: you're destined to try that
2: tonight i'm sure that's the uh it's intriguing did he send a recipe or just a kind of
0: no just a list uh oh no actually he did send a link uh it's a wikipedia link to flying jacob so i'll forward that over and you can have a go at that Uh... yeah i might have a go at that sounds interesting yeah sounds curious. It's a, yeah, it's it's yeah, chicken, chili sauce, peanuts, Italian, and banana. It sort of makes sense. It's another
1: one of those ones which when you hear it makes like, sense. That makes sense, doesn't it? That, yeah, yeah, just, it makes it makes sense. Especially for me, I'd probably go for green banana. I don't know why.
0: That's what I was just thinking. If there were that greener, more. What's the what's the? Um...
1: Oh, parsley. but parsley. I'm going to do that. I've got some chicken in the fridge. I've got some bread. I'm going to bread butter chicken, green banana, parsley, and peanut butter.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's great so, thank you i'm gonna
1: try it
0: ah <laughs> oh, wonderful oh i love it there we go there's a brilliant one um okay we're gonna finish up with this one here now um this is from hollywood berry uh, from mahalo mahalo yeah
1: uh, you are you picking are you picking pressures not... for the countries that are the hardest <laughs> to pronounce i think with my ignoramus oh, just right so, Mongo- you now Outer Mongolian, um, an Outer Mongolian recipe for <laughs> <laughs> iceberg frozen um, horse or something They're all
0: there. from, i am lucky, they all come from, so this is Mahalo from Hollywood Berry Farm. Now, this is, uh, have you even encountered this? They say, what is your suggestion for using my all-time favourite fruit? lilkoi? L- L-I-L-I-K-O-I, have you heard of that? Lilikoi
1: no no and do you have no. a method
0: for extracting the pulp uh, straining it with oh. one hand behind you but i've never even heard of it
1: hang on hang on hang Can on, on hang spell on it just, again. jay rewind so did you just did he just say straining with one <laughs> so hand behind you behind you, perhaps, you yeah. just said that
0: they said straining it with one hand behind your back
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: is that lily Lilicoy, yeah. Straining
1: it with one hand—that sounds biodynamic to me. <laughs> <laughs> biodynamic.
0: We've also had a variety of berries on our neutral farm, which require processing, and I'm really struggling as I've lost ninety percent of the use of my left hand, and I'm dreaming of shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastically bizarre evil, I love it. What, what was his name? Uh, Mahalo. I think it's a she. I think uh, so. Mahalo. I, know, it's I
1: think beautiful beautiful that might fruit. that might be the most that might be the most left field amazing question <laughs> that that we've been asked what does it and look like James? now well, i
2: mean i'm looking at my fruit i mean i can see a flower as well which looks extraordinarily complicated like a
1: ferris but wheel. what left hand so left but but left hand it's like
0: a with one hand only, tied behind your back yeah you've got to strain it with your right just your right hand
1: but because but you know you know in in, in biodynamic agriculture there was a theory that you stir things either in the same way or the, or the opposite way to the spin of the earth. Wow. So left and right, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm making copious notes. I've got too much work to do now. You've afterwards. got loads of homework
0: to do now, haven't we? it. Yeah, I think you should try all these in it's one It's not too good. much. It's yeah. <laughs> right well i'm afraid unfortunately that is all we have time for on the q a this week though but um we still got loads more questions we will be getting to over the next few weeks and please do keep getting in touch with us heston's at gmail.com and at heston's podcast because we will keep trying to get through them as, as often as we can like we said next week is going to all be about breakfast cereals so do join us for that plus some other questions i'm sure we'll be delving into on that front, but um, James, thank you for there, being there for us and trying to discover the strange fruits and, and foreign pronunciations. Uh, and Heston on our Q and A for this week. I'm afraid that's all we have time for.
1: They are amazing. Those questions. This is this is a this takes us to a new level of Q and A. Guys, Makes thank you. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. My my knees are bouncing up and down in excitement.
0: <laughs> questions I you you got so that I
1: don't have answers for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wonderful thank you Hester. until next week we'll speak to you soon
1: bye guys goodbye everyone and thank you keep them coming